up the region. This is the Hustle Mohawk magazine on the Hustle Mohawk radio network. And my name is Willie Terry, your Roman labor correspondent. And today uh, you will hear some segments from the recording that I did about Kwanzaa in the capital region. Uh, the first uh, segment would be uh, Kwanzaa Day One, which is entitled Emoja, which means unity. And uh, that was recorded at the uh, New York State Museum in Albany on December the 26th, 2018. Roman labor correspondent Willie Terry. I'm here at New York State Museum, which is celebrating the first day of Kwanzaa. It seems like there's a lot of people uh, here that are really interested in the Kwanzaa celebration. And I was told that this Kwanzaa would be a seven-day celebration, that this is the first day at the museum, and the rest of the uh, days will be in various communities. What I want to do is get some answers to some of the questions, like what is Kwanzaa? How did Kwanzaa get started? And why do people feel that it's important to the black community, or to America in general, that we celebrate Kwanzaa? Because now Kwanzaa is part of the uh, calendar. It's on the calendar every year, on all calendars that are put out. What I'm going to do, I'm going to try to talk to people here and, and some of the vendors, which they have a very elaborate setup, and uh, some of the people about their feeling and thoughts on this first day of Kwanzaa. Yeah, I'm here and I have as my guest Aaron Carter, one of the uh, premier Kwanzaa organizers. Um, Aaron. Yes, sir. Yeah, what is Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa is a celebration of family, community, and culture. First fruit celebration taken from Africa. And Aaron, how did Kwanzaa come about? Kwanzaa began in 1966 under Milana Karanga, uh, who took the history of ancestry and the history of our struggles in the 60s and put it together. Brilliant, brilliant. And he's still alive, right? Oh, yes, in California. Yes, yes. All right, thank you, Aaron. I'm here uh, at one of the tables that they have here at the Kwanzaa Festival, and I'm here with Brother John, Mo- Brother John Mohammed from the... Um, uh, Albany, New York Study Group and the Local Organizing Committee. Oh, okay, thank you, man. And Brother Mohammed, I, uh, why is it important that we uh, celebrate Kwanzaa? I think Kwanzaa is important for us to celebrate because the, all of the seven principles impact us as a people. If we practice them, we would build unity, a sense of collective um, moving forward. We'd be pooling our resources and we will begin to see each other more so as brothers and sisters, in my opinion. And how do you think Kwanzaa contribute to the black liberation struggle? Oh, yes, sir. Definitely the pooling of our resources. Finding black vendors to spend your money with, beginning to circulate our dollar within our own community before it leaves, is definitely helpful to building our liberation progress because freedom's not free. You have to fund it somehow. And the more we can harness our financial resources, the better off we will be. Now, I know you said you were in the uh, study group, right? And are you also in the nation? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, is this something that the nation kind of uh, believe in? Well, we support anything positive for our brothers and sisters. Um, 
any economic program or any event that brings us together in peace and harmony and has us work together, we lend our support to that. All right, thank you, brother. Yes. And I'm here uh, at the uh, table, Hamilton Hill table, with one of the uh, original organizers of the uh, Kwanzaa here at the museum. And she has some uh, information to tell her that I didn't know. And her name is? Mickey Kahn. Yeah. Hey, Mickey. And Mickey, tell me something about it. Well, um, Kwanzaa came to Schenectady, first of all, at the Hamilton Hill Art Center by two employees who were familiar with Kwanzaa. At the time, my mother, Margaret Cunningham, was the director, and she took it on, and pretty soon, in a few years in Schenectady, they then moved to the New York State Museum. And it's been at the New York State Museum for, I would say, about 20 years. Um, and in due time, I, my mother retired, several people stepped in after her, and then I became director. And we continued doing it bigger and bigger here. Twelve years ago, we formed the Kwanzaa Coalition which is regional, local organizations that join together to plan seven days of Kwanzaa. Uh, Thank you, Mickey. Hotep family. Wow, I am just, first I just thank you all. Understand something about Kwanzaa. And that although we may have seven days of it, this has to be an everyday living experience. Seven principles, the Uguzo Sata. Seven principles that probably equate to the laws of Ma'at. They're not new. It is the same thing that we've always experienced. And one of the first things that I, I just want to say to you is, before we can unite Moja, before we can unite with somebody else, we have to unite with ourselves. Look at our ancestors. Look at what they did. Look at what they were able to overcome. What a powerful set of people that they were able, despite all that they went through, we know the horrors of what they went through, don't need to go through. But with everything that they went through, all of the hurt and the pain, the self-doubt, the wondering what's going to happen. They still got up every morning and lived that day. And after that, they lived their next day. They had to bring something out of what was almost an impossibility. And they were able to achieve it. They put one foot in front of the other and they continue to work knowing that somebody would be free. I used to teach the high school at Rikers Island. And we had a right to pass program in Rikers Island, where there was a brother that his part in, he was incarcerated, because they have a high school at Rikers. His part in the right to pass program was to sing a song. I believe I can fly. But I can tell you, family, 
He didn't sound like R. Kelly. Brother sounded sad. But it was in that sad voice, it was in that disharmonious voice that I listened to those words of I believe I can fly differently than I had ever heard them before. Because you can get caught up in the phenomenal voice of R. Kelly. And you can forget what those words are actually saying. So I have a homework assignment for you. I'm a teacher. I got to give everybody a lesson. When you get a chance, whatever version you want to listen to, because there's a couple of them, I want you to listen to the words of that song. But in unity with yourself, I want you to listen to those words as I did sitting in that chapel, which was a prison, in a prison, which was a prison, listening to those words. And this brother, young brother, transported me back to a plantation in Mississippi in the 1800s. And I listened to those words as if I were on a plantation. Looking at all the enslaved in the audience, those young brothers. I want you to listen to those words, not as you normally would. Listen to it as if you're on a plantation. And then I had an epiphany. When I listened to those words as if I were on a plantation, I heard our ancestors talk about, you gotta believe it. You gotta believe it and it first starts with you. And if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Listen to those words from that perspective this evening or whenever you get the chance. Because at that point, I presented myself to the ancestors once again and promised them that this ain't over until we win. When I heard those, those words from that perspective, I realized that with everything our ancestors went through, they realized that they would not be free. But what they did know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is that if they just kept on keeping on, somebody would be free. They didn't do what they did for them. They did what they did for us. How can we let them down? How can we turn our back on what they did? We got it made. We're going home. We're going to have a good time. We're going to come back tomorrow and the rest of these days and enjoy Kwanzaa. They didn't have that. But they united with themselves. And they decided that they were going to have Umoja. Self-determination, Kujichabulia. You can't have self-determination if you don't have unity. And then here, to make this activity occur, collective work and responsibility. Responsibility. We have a responsibility to our children, to our babies, and to those yet to be born. We have a responsibility, and we have no right to shirk that responsibility because we think that we are having it. And every day is another opportunity from the Creator to get this right. We have to begin to look at creativity. We have to have a purpose. What's your purpose? Each and every one of us was born with a gift. 
what would you do for free? Because what you would do for free is your passion. And if you did it because you love to do it, there's a chance you do it so well, somebody else is going to want to make you do it for them because you do it so well, and that's where you're going to get your wealth from. What's your passion? Never give it up. I tell our children, never give up your passion. Musician, artist, computer, graphic designer. Okay, maybe you have to work for FedEx. Maybe you have to work for something else that may not bring you what it is that fulfills your passion. But there's a reality out there, for myself included. I gotta pay my rent. I gotta put food on the table. So sometimes you do what you have to do in order to get to where you have to go. And that comes from your creativity because you understand your purpose. Don't believe a word I say because I'm not here to make you believe me. I just want to make you think. Just think. Some of the greatest teachers only make you think. They don't put nothing in your head. I couldn't put anything as I take my seat, family, turn on your light. Understand how great and wonderful you are and that our ancestors did everything they could so that we would continue on our road to the promise. Hotep family, looking forward to the next time. Give a round of applause. Okay, and that was uh, day one of Kwanzaa. Uh, Umoja, which means the unity, which was recorded on uh, December the 26th, 2018. And uh, you will be hearing more segments. Uh, Kwanzaa, which consists of uh, seven days. But uh, in this uh, segments today, we won't hear all seven days, but you will hear four of the principles. Uh, and we started with Umoja. And uh, up next, you will hear uh, Kwanzaa Day 2 which is Kujia Jakalia, which means self-determination. So I'm glad everyone made it out tonight. Uh, we have this great panel in front of us. Um, we really want to try to get some wealth out of one you guys being here and obviously the knowledge that they both possess. So I'm going to put Janice, oh, Mama Janice on really quickly um, and let her take the stage and I'll be right back. Well, I just want to set the stage as a matter of fact. And with this being Kuji Chabalia, which is about self-determination, I thought it would, would be very appropriate to lead us into what the meaning of self-determination is in my eyes. And, and I want our young sister Nefertari, and she's going to um, give us some insights and, some, and enlighten us.
Good evening, everyone. I just want to uh, start by telling you what Kwanzaa is. Kwanzaa is Swahili for first fruits. Umoja is unity, family, community, nation, and race. Kujibulia is self-determination. Ujima is collective work and responsibility. Ujama is cooperative economics. Nia is purpose. Kuumba is creativity and inherited talent. Imani is faith. After the assassination of El Haj Malik El Shabazz, Malcolm X, in February 1965, Dr. Marlani Karenga formed Organization Us to promote racial pride and cultural identity. In 1966, Dr. Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale formed the Black Panther Party with the intention of furthering the philosophies of Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X, which was a return to Afrocentrism. In 1966, Dr. Marlena Karenga created Kwanzaa to provide black people with a culturally based holy day period to recall and reflect the fundamentals that made our African ancestors great. When we apply the fundamentals of Kwanzaa, we reconnect with our ancestral spirit, history, and heritage. Kwanzaa helps us to remember love and appreciate the sacrifices that our ancestors and elders have made prior to our own birth. Umoja means unity. There should be unity in our families, the black community, the African motherland, and, in, and unity in African people here and abroad. One way that we can promote unity is our people for our, is our people is to learn to love our people and to teach our children to love themselves and those that look like them. When we don't know or experience love, we can't give love. Love for our people must be instilled early in adolescence. Children raised in homes where there is no love or where love is insufficient and attention given is inadequate are more likely to have or develop behavioral issues that lead to self-destructive actions. We must learn to love ourselves and in turn one another within our race. When we begin to view our people with love instead of simply focusing on the negative attributes of our people, we can grow as a united people. We know that there is strength in numbers. A unified people is a strong people. Kujagulia is self-determination. Black people have always had a spirit of self-determination despite being subjected to slavery, racism, oppression, criminalization, and brutality. Our people have always possessed the desire to rise above our circumstances. Our people were determined not to allow their oppressors to keep them subjugated and oppressed physically, mentally, spiritually, or economically. Less than 60 years after slavery had ended, our people were so determined, they created their own black Wall Streets, where entire towns were filled with prosperous black families that owned stores, businesses, and created their own banks, schools, insurance companies, and hospitals. Ujima is collective work and responsibility. Collective work is the work that we must do together to improve the condition of our people as a collective. One person can't save you and you can't do it all alone. It takes a collective of people to create and implement strategies that benefit our people. It is our responsibility as individuals to research and engage with others and organizations with like-minded goals to create strong bonds to ensure actions are effective and programs operate to their fullest potential. Responsibility comes with maturity. 
We must teach our children by leading by example. It is our responsibility to pass on our customs, embrace our culture, and to research and document history for our children so that they mature into adults that know and value the accomplishments of their ancestors that is often attributed to other races and cultures. It is our responsibility to instill positive values and images and provide our children with a sense of pride. When we teach our youth through the creation and impl implementation of traditional practices, they mature into adults that desire more for themselves and their people. When we make traditions of practices, our children acquire knowledge that they can use throughout their lives and they will have a deep appreciation for the struggles that they will continue to face in the future. Nia is purpose. Our people have always embraced our place in the universe. Our ancestors embraced their oneness with divinity and nature. Our people have always understood that we have a divine purpose to lead others by example. The first human fossils that were found in Africa only meant that our one purpose, the one purpose of our ancestors was to populate the world. All other people descended from us, but many of our own people today don't even know what their own purpose is. Many of our people don't know about scientific discoveries made by our people that contribute to the modern world. Many more still don't know nor understand the purpose of Kwanzaa and how it is needed by our people to recognize how distant we have become from embracing the traditions and cultivating the greatness that is in us from our ancestors, yet today lays dormant in our people as a collective, especially in our youth. Kuumba is creativity and inherited talent. Our people created the pyramids, almanacs, invented the clothes dryer, the fire extinguisher, the gas mask, and the traffic light. Our people were master scientists, master scholars, master teachers, master mathematicians, and master physicians. Our elders taught their children skills that they needed to sustain their communities. From youth, children learned to make baskets, metallurgy, learned agriculture, architecture, astronomy, history, philosophy, and spirituality. Our people created religious systems and spiritual principles that people still believe and follow to the present, yet the African origins of these systems is not acknowledged, appreciated, or valued. Faith is Amani. Our people have always had faith in themselves and in their spiritual systems. Kwanzaa is not a replacement for religion. Kwanzaa is not a replacement for traditional holidays observed by our people in this country and abroad. What Kwanzaa is, is a lifeline. Kwanzaa connects us to, as individuals and as a people to ancestral energy and power that is unrivaled and unequaled by any other people. Because of our unity and strength in the motherland, we were intentionally divided when they brought us here on the slave ships. Our oppressors knew the power of our people when we were united. We had to be broken. We had to be abased and, and humiliated. Historically, we were taught to lose faith in our ancestors, elders, and ourselves. We re when we reconnect with our spiritual strength and restore faith in ourselves and in our people, then we can truly fulfill the mission of Marcus Garvey of uplifting our race and accomplishing what we will. The need for black-owned business and institutions is imperative for our growth and development as a people. Black spending power in 2018 is $1.2 to $1.3 trillion, even though we only make up 14% of the American population. Our people spend less money with black-owned business than any other racial group. Why is this? I have a partial understanding in my opinion. I think our people lack trust. We lack trust that our people will uphold professional business standards and practices. 
We don't believe that we can get quality products and goods and services at reasonable prices. We believe that if we do business with each other, the business owner won't provide discounts or give back to the community. Our people have not supported black business, but what we have done is further propagandize a crabs in a barrel mentality of holding one another back through economics, negative stereotyping that we now propagandize ourselves, and by negative psychological brainwashing that we continue to pass down to our youth generation after generation, which only exacerbates the destruction of the black family and the black community. There is a desperate need for re-education, not education. An educational system based on Western ideology, philosophy, religion, and culture does absolutely nothing for African people. A people detached from their own culture and history, but accepting and conditioned by Western thought is a people taught to believe that they have no history worthy of acknowledgement. And this is what we must begin to start changing at home. If we continue to only learn the history and culture of a people that have systematically oppressed us, how can we develop a genuine love for our people when we aren't even taught to love our own history? We must re-educate our, uh, ourselves and our children. If you have a skill or a talent and you know of a child that might be interested in learning about your skill or talent, then it is your responsibility right. to teach that child. Right. This is what Malcolm X meant when he said, each one teach one. We need to re-educate ourselves about our history so that we may begin to understand ourselves and what direction we are headed in as a collective. Our children are the next generation. Our children learn from us. They, in turn, give to the world. If we don't begin to adjust our attitudes and behaviors regarding our culture and our traditions and re-educate ourselves and our children, systematic oppression will. Our ancestors and elders tried to teach us to maintain, maintain strong family bonds and maintain bonds with our people and in our community. We were able to maintain and uphold these bonds despite enslavement and oppression. The principles of Kwanzaa matters to most to our people, and when we thoroughly study and apply it, it can help our people to grow and develop better into a people on a daily basis. When fully embraced, the seven principles of Kwanzaa will enable our people to become what we truly were purposed to be, proud, black, and free. That was day two, Kuji Chakalio, which was recorded on December the 27th, 2018. And that was day two. Hello, my name is Willie Terry, your Roman labor correspondent. You are listening to the Hudson Mohawk Radio Network on WOOC LP 105.3 FM, Troy, and WOOS. LP 98.9 FM Schenectady, broadcasting from the Sanctuary for Independent Media in Troy and online at mediasanctuary.org. All right, and up next, uh, you will hear day four of Kwanzaa, which is Ujima, which means cooperative economics.
faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the presence has brought us. Facing the Yeah, this is your Roman reporter, uh, Willie Terry, at the Troy Boys and Girls Club in downtown Troy, where they're having a Kwanzaa. This is the fourth day of Kwanzaa. This is the Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics Day of Kwanzaa. And I have, uh, as one of my uh, guests, one of the key organizers of bringing uh, Kwanzaa to the Boys and Girls Club, Brother Ford. How you doing, Brother Paul? I'm well, man. I'm well. Thank you. I want to say that this is one of the best Kwans that I went to so far, especially with the food. But I had actually nice gumbo and brown rice, healthy stuff. And that's what you need. That's what Kwans is about, right? Yes, yes, it is. Um, I thank my wife and Miss Luz. My wife made the chicken gumbo and Miss Luz made the peas and rice. We thank them. Um, it was our desire, man, to make sure that, you know, this first Kwanzaa was a hit and uh, that everybody enjoyed themselves and they will be looking for our looking for it next year. So um, I, I think everything came out very well. Right. Now, I just want to ask you a question about the uh, principle, because this is the fourth Kwanzaa, the fourth principles, which is Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics, which the speakers talked about, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. So what are your thoughts on the fourth principle of quantum? Man, amazing, amazing. The speaker's brother, Chris Johnson, he broke it down from a personal level so that we can get our own personal finances together. And then Dr. Horton came from a community level of a model that will allow us to uh, come together and benefit as a community where we don't have to go outside and ask others to support us and we'll be able to be self-sustaining. Okay, now since this is the uh, first Kwanzaa here. So what happened was that there are people in our community who already celebrate Kwanzaa in, on their own personal homes. Because we came together tonight, we were allowed to speak with each other. So not only will we have at least one day, but the coalition has offered to have Troy to have two days next year. So next year we look forward to having possibly one here at the Boys and Girls Club, and we'll be looking for another space to hold another uh, Kwanzaa event, which is amazing. Thank you for bringing it Kwanzaa here, and I'm sure the community uh, appreciate that. Yes, it, it looks like everybody enjoyed themselves. They're very happy. Um, we thank the community for allowing us to have it, and we definitely look forward for next year. Yeah, and your name? Alfonso Rodriguez. And your name? Tiana Grant. Tiana Grant. Okay, uh, Alfonso and Tiana, this is the uh, fourth day of Kwanzaa, and the theme is Ujamaa, which means cooperative economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other business, to, and to profit from them together. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on this fourth day of Kwanzaa, on that particular theme? My thoughts in particular is that it's so vital, it's so necessary, it's crucial that we establish institutions of our own so that we start to minimize the dependencies that 
society and the governments and the stores at large hold on us so that in the event that we need to mobilize in some shape, some way, shape, or form, we have that accountability within ourselves, we have that opportunity to be able to do so. So that's like one of the points positive of like starting out from organizations and communities so that we can um, basically start to improve our conditions. And the best way through that is co cooperative economics. And what are your thoughts? Can you repeat the question? Uh, your thoughts on uh, Kwanzaa, it's Ujamaa, it means cooperative economics. But you can just tell me your thoughts on Kwanzaa. I feel like in order for us to create the community that we want, it starts with us. We need to change what's going on in our lives, what's going on in our community, making the change in one small, in one small part of the world or just in a neighborhood can help change other neighborhoods and change other communities as well to bring that positive light around as well. Okay, good, thank you. Thank you. This is uh, Bomani uh, Benbo. I'm actually here at the Troy Boys and Girls Club Kwanzaa. It actually was a beautiful, beautiful event. Um, this is probably the second time I know Kwanzaa's been held here. Uh, we tried this many years back um, at the boys club, uh, my family and I, and uh, it was all right, but this one's actually all right. So it's, it's kind of good to see Kwanzaa has finally made it to, uh, to the Troy community. Um, seeing that it's always done in Albany and Schenectady. Now this is the uh, fourth uh, day of Kwanzaa, and the theme is Ujama, Cooperative Economics. How do you feel about that principle? Um, as we had a speaker earlier, our brother Chris Johnson, talk about like economics in the black community and how can we best benefit in ways to uh, solve our own internal situations through economics. Uh, I think it's a very important day due to the fact that, um, you know, you see us out there uh, as far as always talking about like, like how do we move, uh, how do we get the people to move, or how do we get things done. And like lately, you know, you hear about how, you know, buy back the community or, or make investments in the black community. Um, today's one of those, you know, it is that day that really, where you really focus on it. Um, I noticed something interesting this year that I've seen for the first time is down in Brooklyn, they do what's called the Brooklyn Bar Crawl, and they go and they, uh, you know, go to black businesses and make sure that they spend their dollars there. I think that's something we should also bring, not just to Troy, but to the capital region as well, to where, you know, our very few black businesses here, we, you know, we go there and, and help them out. So Kwanzaa has a future in Troy. Um, it looks like that. It looks like that. If we can keep it, you know, now that it starts, just keep the ball rolling. Thank you. And I'm here at the uh, Kwanzaa with one of the vendors, and her name is? Sharon John. Sharon John? John. John. And you have a, a table here set up with a lot of uh, red, black, and green wares. And uh, I just want to ask you a quick question. Now, uh, this is the fourth day of Kwanzaa. Yes, sir. And it's called Ujama. Ujama. Right. Cooperative economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them. So what are your thoughts on that particular principle of Kwanzaa? Well, I totally believe in it because um, I've been doing this since 2009. It, actually, how I got to, um, to start my own business was, actually, I was fired from my job in 2009. I worked as a CNA for about 33 years, 
and it actually led me to being self-employed. So I totally believe in it. Um, I've tra I train people, I teach people how to be self-employed um, because I think that it's something that's needed in, in 2000, um, going to 2019 is needed that we as black people need to remember how it started, um, remember Black Wall Street, and actually my business is called Black Wall Street Harlem 125 because I believe that we're supposed to have our own and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it and it's a positive um, means and it's gonna help um, feed our families and I'm truly blessed to have started my business and I, I feed my children um, because of it and help other family members. I also donate money, so it's, it's, a, it's a truly a blessing. So how long, how long have you been in business though? 2000, since 2009. Uh -huh. So this has been something that, that you, it's self-sustaining for yes, you? Yes, I've been doing it since 2009 and God has truly blessed me and prospered me. I wouldn't have it no other way. Um, I encourage other people to start something. I don't care what you do, find something that you like, that you're good at, your talent, and just go for it. Start small and, you, and then you build. You have, you have a long-term goal, of course, but your short-term goal is just to get started. And you can start with $50, you can get a small table, and you can go somewhere, do events, do free markets. You start small, and then you, you grow with, to, to, into, into your business. You grow into your business. You just don't become successful overnight. It's a process. And I see you got family involved in this? Yes, also, I, I, everything I do is family-oriented. I make sure, since I was 19 years old, when I was a fashion designer um, and living in New York in my early um, 20s, I remember doing shows, fashion shows at the Coliseum. Always encouraged my family members to be involved, always. I can't say good luck because you are, are doing it, doing it. <laughs> but uh, good luck anyway. Okay, thank you, right. thank you thank so you. much. And I'm here at the Boys and Girls Club, the Kwanzaa, and uh, at one of the vendors' table. And I have as my guest Irene Farrell, the vivacious vegan. And, and Fidel Phillips. Uh, this is the fourth day of Kwanzaa, and it's known as Ujamaa, yes. which means cooperative economics. Yes. To build and maintain our own stores, shop, and other business, and to profit from them together. Yes. I just want to know what are your view on the uh, fourth principle of Kwanzaa? How do you feel about that? I feel it's important for our community to grow. Um, it's something that our community, community to learn more about. Um, and instead of working a nine-to-five, I decided to actually live it. I decided to start my own business and put everything else behind me and believe in myself. And I see that the community is actually supporting me. So I know it's real. I'm not afraid. This is something that can happen. Um, and I see other people doing the same. What's the name of your business? The Vivacious Vegan. You want to know what we do? Go ahead. Okay, so we cater plant-based foods. It's delicious. What they call vegan soul food. I also cater. I also sing about the food. I do parodies, uh, as you heard me perform on uh, Wednesday. Um, and then I do workshops where I talk to people, gather people around, and we talk about um, different diseases and what we can do to either live with them or or eradicate them so how could one get in touch with you absolutely my website is thevivaciousvegan.com and i also have an email um, thevivaciousvegan at gmail um, and then i have youtube channel um, call me at 518-620-6376 and i just want to exo you uh, one of your uh, other representatives yes how do you feel about that? Um, me, personally, I'm very passionate about Ujamaa. 
not only have um, do I work very closely with the Vivacious Vegan, I am also a member of the Us Lifting Us Economic Development Cooperative. And the goal of um, uh, ULU, is called, for short, U-L-U, Us Lifting Us, is to fulfill the vision of the most honorable Marcus Masai Garvey. So, um, like I said, I'm very, very uh, enthusiastic and very passionate about Ujamaa. I live it 365 days a year. All right, but thank you for those comments. Thank you, Mr. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, and this is the uh, Hustle Mohawk Network magazine, and I'm your host, Willie Terry, your Roman labor correspondent. And what we just heard was Kwanzaa Day 4 Ujamaa that was recorded on December the 29th, 2018. And up next... You will hear day six of Kwanzaa, which is Kuumba, which is, means creativity. And that was recorded at the Hamilton Hill Art Center on December the 31st, 2018. This is Willie Terry, WOC 105.3, and I'm here at the Hamilton Hill Art Center, and I have as my guests... Hello, my name is Rachel Kahn. I'm the executive director at the Hamilton Hill Art Center. Um, here at the Hamilton Hill Art Center, we um, promote the knowledge, continued development of African diasporic art and culture. We're here celebrating Kwanzaa this evening. The principle of today is Kuumba, which is creativity, which I thought resonated with the art center with what we do here. Um, and creativity, you know, is so important because it is how we make a way out of no way. It is how we um, transform our environment into the one that we would like to live in. And I think this is where right, Kwanzaa kind of really started growing yes. out of the Hamilton Hill Art Center. The right? Hamilton Hill Art Center brought Kwanzaa to the Capitol District. Um, we started, um, you know, the big event at the Albany Museum. Um, and now we're happy to share, share it with the coalition so that more people can enjoy and celebrate everywhere. All right. Thank you. Um, I'd like to invite Minister Muhammad to come up here. I do black uh, comic book characters and you know I went through a couple of trials and tribulations when I went in my, into my teens but things were said to me that I ended up having to overcome and I remember at one point um, I was living up here and I went down to Jacksonville Florida to live with my dad and things didn't work out between me and my dad so I had moved back up here but all my comics my stories and all my other stuff was down in Jacksonville and what happened is is that my dad had hid my work because he wanted me to go into his industry. And so when I had asked him, like, where's my stuff? You know, you're going to send my stuff up. He's like, oh, well, the termites got to your stuff. So I ended up going into his industry, which is security. And years later, when I was, man, I want to say like 36. Yeah. I'm in my 40s. <laughs> and um, he, had, he, he pulled out this big box and it had all my stuff in it. It had all my stories or whatever. And I felt robbed because all of these years I could have been pr pr pursuing my goal, but he had my stuff. And at some point I had to come to grips with it because I applied myself not only to my security field, but I applied myself to my ministry. And today I can put together a message just like I used to when I used to draw. So in other words, whenever I get ready to, to do something, I can see the whole message in like a picture just like I used to as an art form. Mm -hmm. And so there will be times in your life where people will say th certain things or do certain things. I remember early in my security career when I went in the office to ask for a raise and just like Malcolm X had been told, well, Malcolm, 
your people really don't become lawyers. Maybe you should be a shoe shiner or shoe, you know, shoe cobbler. He said to me, he said, you know, your hands are really too clumsy for the tools. So maybe you should stay in the shop. Now mind you, I'm an artist. With an artist background that sculpted and penned and stuff like that. And my hands are too clumsy for the... So what I'm saying to you is I'm not here today to try to blame people for me not being in the field. But what I'm saying is, is that whatever it is that you want to do, whether you're younger or older, there will always be somebody out there that will say something to you. You will have to overcome. But you always have to... We always have to try to put ourselves around as much love as we can so our, our creativity can overcome that. And if you're around loving people who encourage you when others are trying to tell you you can't do it or you run into certain obstacles, you'll overcome that. But if not, then you will have to go through some trials. But to me, black love and love is the answer to hinder all traumatic blocks to your creativity. Thank you. Before I invite anyone else up, um, I'd like to just piggyback on that. Um, you know, as somebody with a learning disability, creativity means everything to me. You know, creativity is the way you get around when the common way doesn't work for you. Creativity for me is intrinsic to who I am. Um, I, part of it was growing up here at the Art Center taught me how to express myself through that. So you think about the slaves and when they took their drums away, they would clap their hands or they would stomp their feet. Creativity is that thing that will get you through anything, that will break down all barriers. Um, I'm a priest, a West African priest of Ifa, and part of what they say our job is, is to transform Osobo, or negativity, into Iray, which is positivity. And so creativity is that way that you take anything out of your environment, no matter what it is, and you transform it into something that's good for you, that works for you, that takes you to the next level. So I'm inspired by what you have to say. Um, so would anybody else like to come up and speak? Um, I, I wanted to just be a participant tonight, but the energy in the house is so powerful until I just felt I wanted to be a part of it. Whenever you go into a room and you speak and your voice, the sound of your voice, that's the creative energy that you have, your breath of life. And when you put it in there, it stays in the room. And there's a lot of rooms and a lot of voices that's been in this house, which we call the Hamilton Little Arts Center. And what I am, I'm, I'm just so, so uh, uh, proud to be here tonight because of the fact when I came to this town um, up 10 years ago, the Hamilton Hill Arts Center was here and the first time I saw it, I said, I gotta get in there and be a part of this. Okay, because I saw the outside the painting, I thought I was in Egypt somewhere. <laughs> and I said, I had to go in here. And ever since I put my foot in here, my feeling for being here has never changed. What you're hearing tonight is so powerful in the sense that it's coming directly from the heart. That's why today is so beautiful as Kumba, because that's the creativity coming with, right, right from out of our people. Uh, 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 w. Du Bois wrote the book, The Souls of Black Folks. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't hear it and we don't see it because we're not around it enough. And then there's sometimes there are places where you can go to 
and the presence of it is there. Mm -hmm. And this is what's happening here. The presence of blackness, African-Americanness, whatever you want to name it or call it, it is here and it is in the house. And all it is doing is carrying on the traditions that we've always had within our culture. And that is no matter what, we carry on the traditions, we carry on the culture, whether it's through food, whether it's song, or whatever the case it may be. I'm a product of the 60s. And when I'm hearing um, uh, 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 Dawood and, and Fabio, and when the young man started speaking, you understand, it reminded me back of the 60s. And what happened is, during the 60s, because we had that fervor, all of us, whether we were hippies, whether we were nationalists, whatever we was, in the 60s, we decided that it was time to change America. And the powers that the other brother said, I don't know where he is right now, who was talking, okay, whatever, when he was talking about, he's talking about the history of what happened. And it was the first time that we ever saw mass killing on television. Mm -hmm. Killing of leaders. And what it did, it put something on our collective consciousness called fear. And in that fear, everybody started to realize if we stood up for truth, we may get killed. And there were so many people either getting killed, run off, thrown in jail, or contraplow, or all of these other things that the system, the collective system, this, this, this complex that works against people who want freedom, what has happened is it's put a collective fear in us, so we decided to go get jobs, get some money, raise some kids, and stay out the mess. And then as we got older, we started to want to go for God, so everybody became Christians again or whatever. <laughs> That's not the issue. The issue is the fact that what we have here now is a reawakening. And I'm hoping that as we come here to this place, and in this place, we realize this is our spiritual sanctum. And in the spiritual sanctum, we bring who we are here. We bring it to this place, and we're able to display it. We're able to sing it. We're able to paint it. I'm just saying the beauty of this thing, that what we have to do is we have to support it. Because it's nice to come and to sit here and say and take some stuff home and say rah rah, but to support it. And this is what we have to start changing in our communities. Okay, we spend a lot of money, a lot of money. But when it comes to preserving our own, we don't do that. Because the miseducation of the Negro said, do it for everybody else but yourself. Mm -hmm. Honor everybody else but yourself. Mm -hmm. But you have to be here to honor you. And the way we do it is by honoring. I don't care what they're selling, if it's the candles, buy it. <laughs> buy it, because you're gonna go to Walmart and spend so much money anyway. And all you're gonna buy is Taco Bells and all the kind of stuff, and it's not gonna mean nothing. That's right. What you have to do is support your own. Support your culture. Support who you are. And this is where we are. 2019 is coming in. And when 2019 steps in, we better be ready. We better be ready to have our seatbelts buckled because it's getting ready to be a rough ride. And the only way we're going to survive it is together. We've been here before, many times before, a planet in crisis.
But if we don't have places like this to go to figure out where do we go next, we're lost. We're lost. Gonna remember this, we wrote in 2019. Arambe, Arambe! And that was Kwanzaa, day six, which is the principle of Kuomba, which means creativity. And all those shows that you just heard were pre-recorded in December of 2018. But for 2019, you can hear the live show, which starts on December 26th at the New York State Museum at 6 p.m. And Kwanzaa will be celebrated throughout the uh, Capital Region. So if you go to that live show, you could get a schedule. And that concludes this special episode of the Hustle Mohawk magazine. My name is Willie Terry, your Hustle Mohawk roaming labor correspondent. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.
Thank you.